When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod for Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. And if you are new to the Small Pod, here we'd like to give you all the information about the Marlins every single day all season long and this time for the off season big fish small pod 10 minutes or less this is our special off season pod and i'm going to bring on a very special guest mr alex Kruchuk. alex how are you feeling for this pod doing good daniel uh can't wait to get down and uh start talking baseball it's not that far away it's uh what two and a half months until uh pitchers and catchers report yeah i can't wait um, so for, for this, I wanted to do a little bit special in the offseason. Um, the Marlins, at the time of this recording, have not signed anyone to a major league guaranteed deal. So I wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about the division. Because every team in this division has made moves. Uh, some big, some small, some you could say 55% going through. Um so let's start with this division. Everyone's making moves. Is there a team that's really surprising you with the moves they're making? Or how do you feel about this division now that all these signings are going through? Uh, the team that stands out to me is the Mets. Uh, I think for as long as Steve Cohen is going to be there for, I think they're always going to win the offseason uh, in this division at least. And as of right now, they're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do in the sense of if they lose one guy, uh, that's okay because they'll just get two guys back. So they lost Jacob deGrom. And for any other team, that is a death sentence. Like, it's over. You start start to tank, uh, season ticket deposits go out the window, things like that. Then they go and sign uh, Justin Verlander. And uh, that... Uh, guy from Japan, I believe it's pronounced Kodai Senga. Yeah, Kodai, Kodai Senga, yeah. Perfect. And who's, who's probably the best international signing that you could have gotten this offseason. So I, I think the Mets have really won this offseason. Because I think that, that was also one of the things that they were missing last year was 
was depth once or depth in their starting rotation rather because once you got past uh, Scherzer and Degrom, who both missed a lot of time, there there wasn't uh, a whole lot of a whole lot left. Now they got like three different guys that can be aces. Yeah, and now they're they just made a gigantic deal uh, with Correa after his deal fell through with the Giants, and now reports are that this deal is only fifty five percent might go through. Some teams are offering. Correa, what it seems like. Uh, what do you make your whole situation about Correa? Do you think the Mets get it done, and how does that also impact the division going forward? I think at the end of the day, they get it done just because they can't afford to make that mistake. I, 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 I go back to the same theme that I just mentioned with you know the the free agent signings and the other acquisitions is there's some teams that cannot afford to miss on a player like this. The Marlins would be one of those. Can't sign a player if he's not going to play. I'm sure the Mets wouldn't want to sign him if he can't play for whatever reason. But if there is a team that can absorb that that hit, it, it would be the Mets. I think this deal gets done. I don't know exactly what's going on with Correa, unfortunately, with HIPAA rules and things like that. I don't think we'll will know what's really happening for a long time, so I can't speak too much on it. But uh, just based on the Mets' habits over the last couple of years, I think uh, I think they'll want to find Yeah, and another team in the division that's making gigantic moves coming off a World Series appearance are the Philadelphia Phillies, signing probably the best shortstop on the market, Trey Turner, signing Taiwan Walker from the Mets, and then recently, as a few days ago, signing Craig Krimble be their closer how does those deals sound to you the Phillies also making gigantic big splash moves and when you also have the Marlins making a lot of minor league deals <laughs> yeah so a couple things with the Phillies first of all uh props to them because I honestly thought this was one of those weird seasons where just one team goes really deep on a magical run and they're good but they probably won't be back next year they're, they might be back next year. They got a lot better. They Their offense got a lot better. Obviously, they got a lot more speed as well. They also bolstered the two, or I guess you could say one uh, part of their team that was not so strong was their pitching. Uh, Taiwan Walker is pretty good as a number three or number four guy. So their rotation got just a little bit deeper. Uh, he's not a star by any means, but he definitely makes you better. Craig Kimbrell is a little bit of a, a risk. Uh, do you know, Daniel, are they planning on making him a closer or not? Do, do we know that yet? Because he had pretty good numbers up until 2019, 2020, and he's been so-so since then. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really that sure because I know they also have Sir Anthony Dominguez, who they really like a lot. Um, but also for that, Ted Krimble, I, I think is also a really good deal for them. Again, I would have liked him to come to the Marlins, you know, just as a one-year prove-it deal. That's what he's getting now with the Phillies, so he can go get himself maybe a possible longer deal, depending on that. But uh, the other team I wanted to mention, I think you just have to, as probably they are at the top of the division for the last couple years or so, are the Braves. And the Braves, in terms of their moves... Um, hasn't really been just a lot instead of one big trade, and that is getting um, Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's and also trading, uh, I believe, Wilson Contreras. Or, yeah, Wilson Contreras, I believe they traded him also. Or, or William, one of the Contreras brothers. Um, 
But how do you feel about also the Braves making these big splash moves also getting one of the best catchers in baseball to just strengthen that lineup, which is already one of the best in baseball? I think the Braves are quickly becoming the Dodgers of the East, meaning that there's just no hole in that lineup. There, there's, there's no weak part about it. You're going to have to face nine hitters every night, whoever faces them um, on defense. They're very solid. Uh, another thing, and, and some names are escaping me right now, so forgive me, but my favorite thing that the Braves do, other than Freddie, the whole Freddie Freeman thing, they seem to just re-sign guys to great team deals. I think out of all the things, that's the thing that they do best. They develop guys, and then they keep them. Again, with Freddie Freeman as an exception, everyone else they seem to keep. I think that that's what's keeping them in uh, contention every year. Yeah, it, you know, other moves that, that are being made um, within the division, obviously the Nationals aren't really going to go all out, but they are making some type of moves. They signed um, Hamir Candelario to be their third baseman. They signed, uh, I believe, Trevor Williams to be type of reliever. Well, I'm not going to have you go into the Nationals, but uh, even they are making some moves. Let's go a little bit and talk about the only team in this division that haven't made any moves, the Marlins. Just overall thoughts on this free agency, and do you believe anything gets done before you mention the two, three months we have to pitchers and catchers reporting? I think that realistically, they're going to get something done. Uh, yeah, right now they have spent literally zero dollars and zero cents on free agency. Uh, the I don't know exactly how common that is. I do know that the Oakland Athletics also spent zero dollars uh, in free agency last year. Uh, that's not really company that you want to be in. Um, I, I, I want to know what your opinion is. We spoke about it a little bit um, with other guys in Fish Stripes. Well, what do you think of uh, Alex Reyes as, a, as an option? I think Alex Reyes could be a pretty nice um, option, almost like reliever role. Not really. Yeah, reliever role. Um, obviously, he's really great friends with Sandy. So even then there, you really have great in terms of maybe culture, in terms of just them getting along. You won't have any anything crazy happening. Um, I believe he was injured. He didn't even play the, all of last season. But when you look at back in the 2021 season, just an incredible year. 3-2-4 ERA saving let me see here saving almost 30 games and 72 innings so that's you're gonna get a lot of great things when you get Alex Reyes it's just depending on the Marlins what they want to do to get him are they gonna make a move to get him again it's always difficult when you have a guy coming off injury and you have to decide how much you want to give him but if they can give him anywhere it's gonna be difficult maybe five mil maybe I don't know maybe you throw him a, a nice player option club option there for a second year but uh if, if it hasn't happened already it's gonna be difficult to even think when it will happen just because the marlins haven't made any moves at all if you know besides minor league deals like garrett hampson and chichi gonzalez but it, it's gonna be really difficult i hope we get alex Reyes because i would really boost um the bullpen and marlins really do need a boost there having a lot losing out and Cole Solcer and you meant we mentioned Ked Crimble and all those guys, Andrew Chafin, guys um Marlins could have had and some that the Marlins let go of. But they really need to strengthen that bullpen. They get Alex Reyes and he's even close. 75%, 80% to what he was in 2021, then it's gonna be a good deal. And then always if the Marlins want to, they could always flip him if they feel like that's in their cards and they feel like they can get more from trading him that 
keeping him, but I think it will be a really great deal, but it truly depends on the front office if that's what they're going to do and how much they're willing to spend on a guy coming off a season-long injury. Exactly, and my thing with Reyes is, you know, what do you have to lose if you're the Marlins? It's not a great bullpen. You have some good arms in there, but no one's really a closer. No one's even really a setup guy, I think. You got some guys that could be a setup guy, but if you sign Reyes, I don't think he's taking anyone's job unfairly, you know? But I do agree that if, if it hasn't happened by now, maybe it won't happen, but we'll see. Hopefully they get someone just so that we have something to talk about, something to to delude us into thinking that maybe uh, they'll be a little bit better. Yeah, um, I wanted to go back. We mentioned the division. Just how, how do you see this division also going, like it's going to be ending up playing out? Because, again, you have Verlander, Scherzer, those guys. Uh, but how do you feel like this this season will play out for the Marlins? Do you think they even have a shot at the division? Now looking at, you know, the, the Mets playing half half a billion dollars, I believe, in total payroll and luxury tax. Just how do you see this playing out when the game starts? Yeah, I, I, I think that the Marlins will be competing for fourth place again. I think there'll be two races. I think there'll it'll be Marlins versus Nationals for not being in last place. And then I think <laughs> you'll have the Phillies, Braves, and Mets rising to the top. I think as long as injuries don't get in the way, I think the Mets take the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're a great team. Uh, I think them and the Braves are both the, the deepest. So it's kind of a toss up there. I am worried, of course, about the health of the Mets. Uh, weird stuff always seems to happen to one or two hitters on their team. Then you have the the fact that Verlander's just getting up there with age. I believe he's 40 now. Um, and then, you know, Scherzer missed time last year, and he's also getting up there with age. They can stay away from injuries. I think that the Mets will take it, but injuries are always a thing that you do have to take into account, especially with a team that has a history of injuries. Uh, so if I had to choose right now, now that I'm talking myself through it, probably the Braves at the top. <laughs> and let me leave you with this one last question. Um, obviously, Marlins, do they make a move? What's your prediction? One move that they make could be, you know, a trade, a signing. What's the one big move that people look at back at this free agency for the Marlins? If I had to take a guess, and this is based on no information that I've been given, but just based on a combination of what I would do and based on things that already almost happened last season, I think that if there is a trade made, it'll involve either Pablo Lopez or Trevor Rogers. One of those two guys um, hopefully involves Brian Reynolds, but I feel like, you know, kind of the same thing with Alex Reyes. If it hasn't happened yet, maybe it won't happen. I do think that there's been a couple reports linking Brian Reynolds to the Yankees. I do happen to think that that might be, this is just me putting on my tinfoil hat, I do think that that is uh, the Pirates using the Yankees as a pawn uh, while negotiating with the Marlins. Well, hopefully, maybe that comes true. Brian Reynolds comes to Miami, new starting center fielder. But that's going to do it for this small pod again. Just a quick podcast here, uh, Big Fish Small Pod. Alex, I want to thank you so much for, for taking time out of your night and joining me on the Small Pod. Thank you for having me.